this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hello and welcome to episode 126, sounds right, because we were talking about 125 being a milestone last week. More importantly though, it's the second episode of Januazy. You cannot stop the Januazy train. Well, it'll stop itself in three or four weeks, but on its own accord, goddammit. Until then, it's going to keep chugging along. Last week, we introduced people to Roadhouse... And we're going to keep that, keep doing the Lord's work and introducing people to the word of the Sways dog. As this week, I am joined by Kim and Sam also. Yay! <laughs> Continuing to find combos of people and just sticking them together. Although there is a, there is a background here. It's a mini theater reunion. I don't want to name them. I don't think it matters because I don't think the chain exists anymore. No, it doesn't. It, it's gone. It was Empire. I think it's fine to say it. I still have the yellow hat. Still smells like butter. I still have my <laughs> shirt and hat and name tag. Ooh, I have none of, of those things. Because the name tag <laughs> says manager on it. So if every, any now, you know, I need to remember that one time I was important <laughs> for two months before I looked around and went, this sucks. I'm going to go. So yeah, little miniature reunion of those days i don't remember how much cross did we we did all work there at the same time right at least for I'm a pretty little bit sure. yeah we yeah. were all there at the same time okay when was that like 2008 it must have been that's i think so yeah somewhere around there yeah i started to spider-man 3 opened in 07 and my first night was the first night of that movie's release so yeah oh wait would make sense mm-hmm. 12 years a dozen years. Almost 13 now because we're in 2021. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Well, thank you for making it so much yep. worse. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Awesome. Do we plan like a 15-year reunion with everybody? Yep. I think we have to. I still have a decent number of you folks on my Facebook. And st- I don't really talk to anyone outside of I think you two. No, that's not true. We could probably pull it off if movie theaters still exist in 2022 or 23, whenever we decide to hold it. I mean, even if they don't, it would almost be better if they, well, not that it would be, not overall that it would be better if they don't, but you know what I mean. You, you understand where I was going with this train of thought before it derailed. That's why I fired you from the theater, <laughs> Sam, because of just talk like that. You didn't like, fire me, I quit. It'd be better if we just went under. It's like, you can't keep saying that to the customers. They just want to buy their Transformers ticket. Did we all quit at the same time? I quit in August of 08 because I was going into my final year of college. And I was like, I think I I followed you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like September, I think. I got another job. Oh, that's, I thought for a second there, I just kind of. I mean, like, it wasn't the same after the free nachos left, you know? So. (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone had a pretty good sense that, like, he seems checked out. So. 
he's probably going to be out of here soon. So, yeah. One of the movies that did not open during that time was Point Break. Because it opened 17 years before that. Wait. It's the 30th anniversary this year. Because it came out in 91. Yep. Wow. Go us. I mean, we're a few months away, but it's the calendar year 30th anniversary of, uh, of Patrick Swayze's or kind of mostly Keanu Reeves's. I think this is the first Keanu Reeves movie we've ever done. Mm. How? Oh. <laughs> no, you guys did Bill and Ted. That's both of you with an excellent question. Oh, you're right. We did do Bill and Ted. One and two. Never mind. Not a milestone. But it feels like we should have done more. I pitched Rob on John Wick, and he was like, I don't like movies with things happen, so we haven't done that yet. <laughs> we'll get I to still it. haven't seen John Wick, so it's that. good. Yeah. I've I mean, seen spo- bits. Spoilers for my opinion in that episode. <laughs> it's good. And then if we do that episode, I'll get to tell my story about how my wife made that movie way sadder based on her interpretation of certain events. But, and not, so there you go. If you want to hear that story, tweet Rob and say, get over yourself and let's do a John Wick episode. He'll be like, oh, I don't know. Not everything can be just people sitting around drinking tea, Rob. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be dry enough. Is everyone going to have good wit? The banter, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We did Point Break. Kim, you've never seen it. No, I did not. Sam, you've never seen it. Nope, this was a first. Kim, were you also a little shocked to find out how long Point Break is? When you uh, I definitely in? took a break because it was <laughs> it was a lot. I uh, I started it and then I was like, this can't possibly go that far. And it kept going. Yeah. Yes, so I had but- to pause. I took an hour break. And then I came back and had it on in the background. I was watching like YouTube videos. Okay, well, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like the words you just said. Uh, yeah, Sam also. Sam also yeah. also messaged me last night to say, oh my God. And we had the same reaction. I put it on. I was like, uh, I think it's like an hour 40. And no, it's an hour, two, two hours, three minutes, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. I think I messaged ghost. you saying that I was pretty sure it was illegal for action movies to hit the two-hour mark. So, <laughs> Oh, you go talk to Mr. Michael Bay then, who would look at a two-hour one and go like, really? Wow, we came in way too short. <laughs> How many people's faces are there warrants? That's a joke for two. <laughs> um, yeah. Patrick Swayze's movies don't rein it in because Roadhouse was two hours, Ghost is over two hours, and Point Break is over two hours. I think Dirty Dancing is also maybe? Dirty Dancing might actually keep it pretty tight. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember, to be honest. I do not remember either. But uh, yeah, we did uh, 91's Point Break, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who has gone on to notoriety of well i mean she was she did a lot at the time too but obviously things like zero dark 30 and what was the other one she did the she did the hurt locker the hurt locker yeah i was like she did two biggies pretty much back to back uh she did detroit a few years ago which i didn't see and she hasn't done anything since as far as i'm aware but at the time she did point break she went on to do strange days 
She did Near Dark before Point Break. She did do Near Dark, yeah. Uh, and something called Blue Steel right before Point Break. A Jamie Lee Curtis cop movie, apparently. Oh, that sounds good. I would totally watch this. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Why are we for talking our, about that one? Yeah, stay tuned for our Blue Steel episode at some point. Uh, and starring, of course, Keanu Reeves. Uh, he was already he was already a pretty. This is the same year as Bogus Journey, so people we knew who Keanu Reeves was, and this is Swayze following Ghost which I think is kind of a cool choice, kind of like when he followed Dirty Dancing with Roadhouse. So it's like, you can see my sensitive side, and then I'm going to whip a motherfucker's ass every year after that. He was still sensitive in this movie, though. Yeah. yeah he was just I, like a laid-back surfer dude Yeah, who felt the energy of the waves. He was very zen. Yeah, he was actually... We do get a lot of different Swayze's this month, which is nice. There's a little crossover because in Roadhouse, he's very chill and zen. I mean, he's a philosophy major. But he also will tear a motherfucker's throat out and send his corpse sailing across a body of water. Okay, well, now I need to watch Roadhouse. As a message of intimidation. (laughs) Whereas in this, he's very capable of whipping an, an ass but he's definitely much more, yeah, about like getting back with nature and surfing and saying bra a lot. Yeah, bra. Patrick Swayze was almost 40 when he made this movie. <laughs> so it's <laughs> okay. very strange to see him with his blonde mop top being like, you know, yeah, bra, yeah. Gotta feel the waves, man. It's like, Keanu, I get. You were known for that. I had to look up how old he was in this because I'm like, something does not go. It, he was- yeah. 38 or 39 yeah so although actually what was i wonder i'm gonna check what the age difference between he and keanu was i feel like keanu must have been in his like what mid to late 20s at this point the character says he's 25 so i mean he was born in 64 so yeah he would have been like 26 probably when they filmed it so for him it makes and this is definitely you can see when this was kind of keanu reeves had his reputation this was in his in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Before we started maybe giving him a little more to do beyond like the surfer. What's the word I want? Not bimbo. I can't think of the word I want, but you know, very not dumb. Somebody throw words at you. I mean, like, I can't think of anything. Would be the one that comes like, to mind. Yeah, kind but... of stoner, but like, kind of like, you know, like a... Just like airhead. Yes, thank you. Airhead works. Uh, that, I mean, I don't know. I think Keanu Reeves gets unfairly shit on. We all, we all have grown to, like, we all love him as a human, obviously. But I feel like he's often better at acting than people would give him credit for agree or disagree. I didn't, uh, I don't find him a very good actor. He he's, <laughs> I mean, there's things like Dracula where it's, you know, you watch and go, why, why did and at day one of filming? Someone must've went, Oh God, no. He's just really intense. Like everything he says is really intense. Like he doesn't understand how to respond to the other actor in front of him. He's already decided what he's going to do and then he does it. And it doesn't, it's really jarring to watch him act with somebody. That's not an unfair assessment. 
He does <laughs> switch pretty like there's no real mid-tier performance from him in this. It's either very much like, yeah, you know, I think that's what I'm gonna do, or like, you gotta get out there, man. And you got <laughs> he's either yelling directly in your face or just completely like, I don't know, yeah, it's fine. Please don't And his body language, like no matter what he's acting in, his body language is exactly the same. He's just kind of got like the shoulders like very loose all over the place, like very much in people's personal bubble. I don't know. Yeah. I enjoy him because I enjoy the movies that he chose to make, but is he a good actor? I think that might be a bit of a stretch. I think it's all about finding a role that fits him. Like John Wick fits him. Mm -hmm. Stoic murder machine. Perfect. Bill and Ted fits him. This one, I mean, he is playing an ex-football player slash rookie FBI agent named Johnny fucking Utah. Which so they it, say over and over and well, over Well, I mean, if you're going to give your character that kind of name, you want to use it. It's so perfect. <laughs> like, it is one step away from just Steve protagonist. I thought it was it was actually should have been called John Utah rather than Point Break. <laughs> Just like the amount of time they gave to his name was very unsettling. Yeah, but I think it does go back to if you write Johnny Utah in the script, you go, oh, you got to control V that control F over and over and over again. So the audience remembers this amazing and some you know it switches it up some i think the authority figures he's utah but his buddies get to call him johnny i think right because you got yeah. i mean let's set up the plot i mean there's not a whole lot to say uh but the overarching plot is johnny utah was of course an ex-football player because when you're given the birth name of jonathan utah you kind of have to play football i think it's law no one named Johnny Utah played fucking basketball. Or I think I missed that he was a football player until they were playing football on the sand. I actually did too. Okay. To be honest. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure how much, like, he says it in his, like, backstory a few minutes before that to Tyler. But, like, that backstory is, like, I wasn't sure how much of it was actually true until Patrick Swayze is like, you see this here? This is Johnny Utah. Yeah. You motherfuckers respect this. Yeah, that's when I kind of clued in as well. Um, so this Johnny, is a significant part of the plot. It is. <laughs> it, is. it is. Johnny Utah, he, he injured, he hurt his leg. I forget how, but one of them classic football injuries. So, oh, and I can't play the football now. So he be, he's an FBI agent. So he's been brought in. He's a rookie FBI agent and he's, you know, hot shit. He's the, your classic, you know, I'm young and, I think he John C. McGinley says young, dumb, and full of cum with oh. the subtitles spelled C O M E. And I was like, nope, try again. <laughs> subtitles. John C. McGinley basically playing Dr. Cox with the ability to curse. Pretty much. Which was great. He's a fan. John C. McGinley yelling at you is both the it would be simultaneously amazing and terrifying. He, he is, plays the role very well. He does. He is very good police chief. Like, listen to me, you piece of shit. Like, everything, all of his dialogue is just intense in your face. Like, you get the fuck out there and you just, oh, it's so good. 
I got to be careful because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a virtual class being taught <laughs> in another room. <laughs> so whenever I say curses, you might get some ASMR like, and anyway, the shitty thing about this is. <laughs> so Please maybe, do that. Yeah, maybe put this on to fall asleep to. Uh, so he gets paired with Gary Busey back when Gary Busey got to play human beings who weren't just... <laughs> crazed up Gary Busey's. Uh, I mean, that that seems like a bit of a stretch. This did play a little bit like Gary Busey playing Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, but it isn't like it is now. No. Where if you're going to cast, if someone was like, I'm going to cast Gary Busey as a cop, is like, is he also a werewolf? Or... <laughs> the ginger dead man? Yeah, is he a homeless cop? I don't think people are going to believe this. No one would ever let this guy stay on the force. Look at him. But uh, so he's paired with them and their whole thing is they're trying to find a group of bank robbers called the ex-presidents and they've hit, I forget how many, a lot of banks uh, in a short-ish amount of time. And their whole thing is they're in and out in 90 seconds. Nobody ever gets hurt. They don't go for the vault. They just get what's in the the, the tills or whatever they're called and they're out. And everyone in the department mocks poor Gary Busey for his theory, which didn't, when he reveals his theory was kind of normal like oh did you tell him that bullshit you think gary Busey? i think okay but we have to talk about how he reveals the theory <laughs> there's like an entire like plot device with like gary Busey examining people's asses <laughs> so there's that that is <laughs> that, and it does help like they actually looking at people's bare butts gives them a pretty good if you'll excuse my phrasing break in the case <laughs> both because of the movie title and because butts have cracks in them breaks it's good that you explained <laughs> we don't want to leave anybody behind here things move real fast yeah i had a good chuckle though with like gary Busey giving his like whole surfer theory and then they're just there and there's a zoom in on this guy, one of the ex-presidents just mooning the camera and Gary Busey going, you see that tan line? That's got to be a surfer. Like, okay, Gary Busey, if you say so. That's called good detective work, Sam. <laughs> and then later, I'm not misremembering this, right? Later, they the, the guy moons. Yes. And they're like, I, that's the butt. I, I, had, <laughs> I had a note on this because it's just like, Keanu gets like this like far away look in his eyes he like connects the dots because he sees this ass on the ocean just kind of glaring in him in the face the only thing that could have made it better is if they like superimposed the two butts as he thought about it <laughs> to give a visual representation and then merge them together to be like <gasps> like fingerprints except butts yeah except perfect butts. They did keep that butt on screen for a very long time when they first introduced it. It was just the background for like a five minute dialogue sesh. And yep. it was the only thing I could look at in that scene. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> and it also is worth noting the butt had words on it. It said, thank you. Thank so you. that means that before they go into rob a place, this guy has to drop trow and have someone else like, can you take that Sharpie and just write thank you on the left cheek and you on the right cheek? Because he's not doing it himself, obviously. I just thought it was oh, a permanent tattoo. You think so? Oh, yeah. They're surfers, man. Wow. They don't care. That I is thought it was written on. That is commitment <laughs> to the bit. If he was like, you know what? It'll save time if I just get it inked right on there. 
Oh my God, a butt tattoo would be one of the worst tattoos, wouldn't it? Although maybe not. It's kind of fleshy. I don't have, does anyone here have a tattoo? No. I don't have a tattoo. Especially either. not on my butt. If you had to get a tattoo on your butt, what would it be? Wouldn't be thank you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing happening down there that deserves a thank you. <laughs> I wonder if you Google like exceptional butt tattoos, what comes up? I'm not going to do it because I don't I'll do know. it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like exit only has to make an appearance, right? <laughs> yeah. Exit only or is a good insert one. insert here. Two very different <laughs> Two very messages. Different. <laughs> <laughs> exceptional butt tattoos. Is that what we wanted to see? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. It doesn't autocomplete. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just like a very, it's like a tiger made of flowers. But on a butt. Um, that's not the butt Google results. That is absolutely the back of someone's thighs. That doesn't count. I would imagine somebody putting a garden of flowers on their butt. Uh, you don't even have to imagine it. It's there. There it <laughs> there is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That or Keanu Reeves, Reeves' face. I Those think the Keanu on tattoos. one cheek and Patrick Swayze on the other. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yep. I think that's the correct answer. Uh, Keanu Reeves or <laughs> flowers? <laughs> both? Like Keanu Reeves' head made of flowers? Like this tiger here? Maybe? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm starting to feel like I'm going to get weird ads now. So I'm going <laughs> to close that and maybe delete today's <laughs> history oh uh, where were we gary Busey looks at butts and is determined that these are surfers these are surfers robbing this bank and with no real like actual tangible reason to think that they go all in and keanu reese has to go undercover as a surfer where he meets i don't remember her character name it's played by Lori petty of tyler it, Oh, yeah, because there's a really confusing piece later. You know, spoilers. Again, it's worth noting, if you haven't seen Point Break, go watch it and come back because we're probably going to spoil literally everything that happens. Where later on, Tyler has been kidnapped and is being held hostage. But she's being held hostage by a dude with a lady name. And now I'm trying to remember what it was. like Rosie. Ro Rosie. Rosie, yeah. <laughs> so the whole scene is just like, Rosie's got to let Tyler go. And it's like, I think I get it. But good for you, movie, for going with unconventional names. Johnny Utah and the bad guy's name is Bodie. Bodie, Does he get yeah. H. Does he get a first name? He must. He doesn't? I don't know it. I think he's listed in the credits simply as Bodie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what IMDb says. Bodie and, of course, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Utah. <laughs> uh, so Bodie is the, I mean, are we actually not supposed to know? I mean, obviously the reveal later is that his Bodie and his group are the ex-presidents. But the movie does, for a while at least, kind of keep it open that maybe they're not but I don't know if we're supposed to be shocked when we find out that they are. It's in like a classic 90s thing where you put two big actors and one is the good guy and one is the bad guy. So immediately, like when I saw Swayze, I'm like, oh, he's the bank robber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an, a surprise. I don't know if the movie thought maybe that they would keep you guessing, but 
he yeah. Uh, so he goes undercover and he meets Lori Petty, Tyler, and then Tyler introduces him to Bodie. Whereas just like when you're given the name Johnny Utah, you have to play football. If you're given the name Bodie, you have to become a Matthew McConaughey like esque surfer hippie dude. It's just law. Like uh, you can, no, I'm, we can't even let you try to write the bar exam with a name like that. We cannot, we, you just can't. There's a beach there. If you want to try that. And, and Johnny Utah is sucked in by Bodie and by Bodie slash Swayze's charisma. And it, I was going to say it causes problems. It doesn't cause that many problems. I kind of was, you kind of expect the scene where Keanu Reeves is, why am I calling him his actor name? Johnny Utah. <laughs> where Johnny Utah is saying like, it can't be him, man. He's so good a dude and we're friends and it can't be him. He's pretty, he's still a professional about it. There's some shit maybe he shouldn't be doing still. But when he finds, well, no, I was going to say, when he finds out it's Patrick Swayze, he does his job. He does not, actually. No. He does what could be the one of the more, at least more famous moments of the movie, where he fires his gun in the air and yells. Because <laughs> he can't take, he can't bring himself to take the shot. I was so concerned for him at that point, because if you're firing bullets straight into the air, they're coming back down. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even angle his gun. It was like directly. Are you saying <laughs> like, oh, a... this is the ending? This is how he dies. There's a funny. Johnny Utah was the... too concerned with screaming to think about physics, kid. There's <laughs> a funny quote of that scene where he just is like, "Oh no!" It has to cover up like that. <laughs> that or just a you just hear blah and a bird drops dead. <laughs> There's fucking seagulls everywhere. The odds of hitting one were probably pretty high. And he fires how many bullets? Like, that's a good 20 bullets in the air. And we just watch him, like, pow, 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 pow. Oh, yeah, he empties the clip. Yeah. And if anyone writing, like, Scary Movie 6 wants to use any of these ideas for their Point Break parody, (laughs) you know where to find us so we get properly credited. And we have probably more ideas. Uh, did we skip stuff? I mean, that's really the main plot is he's undercover. Bodie doesn't know he's undercover. He fig- They figure it out actually pretty early. Like I will give the movie a lot of credit for they are both very aware of who each other are probably halfway through the movie. Okay, yeah, I, th- like, I think I paused it there and there's still 50 minutes left. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like they figure it out pretty early on like percentage wise but there's still like a good like hour and 10 minutes before like kind of the reveal yeah it does lead to though that good scene because they i mean he knows it's bodie because he recognizes they all wear ex-president masks but patrick swayze has patrick swayze eyes so that's all (laughs) johnny utah needs to see is those are patrick swayze's eyes in i forget which president he is i I just know he's not nixon is he reagan i think i was gonna say maybe reagan i think he might be reagan and he knows Johnny Utah's FBI because Johnny Utah screams freeze FBI before <laughs> pursuing them on foot. So at that point, everyone knows who everyone is. And it leads to a pretty good scene where uh, Keanu Reeves shows up the next day and Bodie's like, we're going skydiving. We're all going to jump out of a plane together. Which Keanu Reeves could probably just say no. 
that point, I had a note that just said Keanu makes bad choices. <laughs> yeah, I am a little confused why at that point he's still going along with it when everybody obviously knows what's going on. And they all like nothing. Ha- like there's some tension before where he's like, what if I, what if you mess with my shoot? It's like, whatever, take my shoot. Everything's fine. And then they have the best time. <laughs> Like Keanu Reeves is probably, pl- oh, sorry, Johnny Utah is probably plunging to his death, but he's like really happy about it. So yeah, I mean, like he made bad choices, but he seemed thrilled with them. So the, good for good for Johnny. Yeah, Utah. they're having an incredible time, and that whole sequence, like the movie's known for the action sequences, and rightfully so. Catherine Bigelow does a fantastic job. Like obviously, it's not just a bunch of people in front of a green screen going, "I'm falling really fast." It's actually. <laughs> Like, I understand Patrick Swayze. I think all of them did the jumps and they filmed the jumps. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure. I assumed it was a green screen because Keanu or or Johnny Utah is in the same horrible skydiving (laughs) position and it looks like he's on a stool just being like, whoa, and screaming his ass off. That's what that looked like. So I assumed he was in a green screen area. Yeah, everyone else looked like really natural, like they were really going for it. They were doing flips and stuff. (laughs) Johnny Utah's just like, this is amazing, <laughs> as he just kind of like waves his arms around a little bit. <laughs> the first match when you type did Swayze into Google comes up as did Swayze skydive in point break. So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, for many of the surfing scenes, he refused to use a stunt double as he never had one for fight scenes or car chases. He also did the skydiving scenes himself. And the film's aerial jump instructor found that he was a natural and took to it right away. Swayze ended up making 55 jumps. Holy shit. No wonder he was so like, I'm just doing this. Like he wasn't even afraid. He's doing like ballet movements at one point. I mean, well, he's got the dirty dancing background there. That's true. That's very true. Natural combination. That dude moves real good. Like you see him a lot shirtless a lot in a lot of these movies and that dude is lean so (laughs) i was a bit distracted by that when he first appears and he's shirtless i just was like i don't i'm not even listening to the dialogue (laughs) at this point (laughs) i have to admit i have never found patrick swayze attractive before he he kind of did things for me in point break (laughs) yeah yeah same (laughs) (laughs) i mean universal it is it is not hard to see why Johnny Utah is kind of like, I, I just like being around this guy. Like they, they do a good job making a character who you know is the bad guy, but you're also like, you know what? I'm okay I, with this dude. Yeah, I get why he didn't shoot him. I wouldn't have shot those beautiful eyes either. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good villain. He's got layers. You know, he's doing, in the, later in the movie, he's doing bad shit, but he's conflicted about it. If one of his three, you know, I don't want to call them sidekicks, his group or whatever. I'm sure there's a word for a cluster of surfers. If one of them gets hurt, like he takes it real hard. Like he's always, you know, he is a good dude who just happens to rob banks. He doesn't want people to get hurt. Keanu came in and fucked it all up. Johnny Utah. I can't play football. So I'm here to mess with your guys' stuff. But their broship comes out of the fact that Johnny Utah is like Swayze, right? Like, man, you just have that rush that I haven't seen in anybody. And that comes out especially when they're skydiving. Listen, it start well, it starts when they're surfing. 
yeah but like it's in the moment where he's like you're a crazy son of a bitch and then yeah. like that's like the bond that just makes everything stronger and well, i have to s- oh go now ahead, you Sean. go i was just gonna say like i i appreciate too you know like when it starts and like you see that tyler knows Bodie and like you know they come up together and it kind of seems like they had a history like i kind of thought like okay so part of the whole like conflict here is definitely going to be that there's you know this romantic kind of like not love triangle necessarily but like that romantic history and like no it doesn't come into it like at all we find out pretty early that like Bodie's moved on they're fine like Keanu and Tyler Johnny and Tyler are fine like so it like doesn't play in and I kind of appreciated that it didn't kind of take the easy route there yep that is a very good point I agree that it would have been very common for the movie to you know Bodie's can't move in on Bodie's girl man Bodie's still got a deal they haven't been together in a while, but you can tell there's a thing there. Nope. It's like, yeah, we used to have a young you for your friend. <laughs> yeah, he seems whatever. to like, if anything, kind of like support it. He, he's like totally fine with it. Yeah. Well, like, whatever, dude. Look at me. Look at what I look like. I can get someone else. He does appear shirtless in Ghost, too, I just realized. In the opening scene, for no reason. They're like renovating a house. So the first shot is like him with his shirt off helping renovate a house. I mean, with a body like that, do you need a reason? That's fair. (laughs) If I had Patrick Swayze's body and was in movies, I would definitely be like, yeah, yeah, man. I know this movie is about surviving in the Arctic, but like, what if we're around a fire? And I'm like, ooh, now I'm hot. (laughs) Like, just, yeah, work it in, work it in. Oh, I had another. Oh, uh, because we were talking about the, the skydiving. That there's the proper skydiving sequence, but then there's also a sequence after that where Keanu Reeves without a parachute just jumps out of a plane to catch Patrick Swayze. And I was all the way into that as well. Cause he doesn't even think about it. He's just like, fuck it and jumps. You're like, that would never work, but Oh my God. Yeah. The, the action scenes in the movie are very like, even 30 years later, they hold up pretty well. Cause it does. It off like the, you know, with the skydiving and the surfing stuff, you can tell a lot of the time, okay, it's people actually doing these things and a camera following them around. It's not, you know, close-ups of an actor pretending to be on a surfboard. They do a lot of aerial shots. And I think the the mid-movie foot chase where he's chasing after Bodie is a well-done scene. Like the last half hour where it's just like non-stop is I well think done. That, I, I think it helped too that like there's a lot of action, but it's not like, constant like you get actual plot breaks in between and i think that made the actual like action scenes a lot more impactful too right like you're not just constantly like fist fights and then gunfights and then chases and then car chases and just like no no like there's there's some plot in between there yeah yeah you get you get your bro stuff in between as you watch these two bros become bros and you know, there is a mutual respect, obviously, between the two characters. Like, they know I'm a cop and I have to get you. But you can tell Bodie's like, I actually do like this guy. And Keanu is like, I actually do like this guy. He's not so psyched about him at the end of the movie. But I do appreciate, you know, and again, spoilers. That Patrick Swayze's, you know, Bodie's end is the most Bodie-ass end that he ever could have had. That was my favorite part of the movie. That beautiful, beautiful ending. Yeah. Uh, So Keanu Reeves 
sorry, Johnny Utah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he, they basically, to, to, they have kidnapped Tyler and they're like, you're coming along with us on this job. Like, we're going to go rob this bank and you don't get to be president. You're just going to go in. You don't get a mask because we only bought four. And they go into the bank and things go bad because a security guard, like an off-duty cop is there and he's like, you know, hey, we're going to, security guard, you and I are going to take these guys down. Things go awry, people get shot and they, I, I don't know about the point where they show up and arrest Keanu Reeves. Can you, it seemed like a bizarre choice because they know he's undercover to catch these guys. But like that was I kind of got the impression that like he's undercover but like not officially this is just like him and Gary Busey are like yeah yeah I'm gonna take up surfing I'm gonna infiltrate this and it's gonna be great that is true they don't think that well no because he's wandering around the police station with his surfboard at one point because he can't fit it in his car yeah because so he went out with, with Tyler or whatever like super early in the morning but he like says at one point he's like I don't know what Dr. Cox FBI's problem is like I I'm I'm only doing this after hours, like on my own time, blah, blah, blah. Like, so it kind of seems like maybe he's like doing his police work, but then also using his free time to infiltrate these surfers based on butt tan lines. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did strike me as odd that they were like, arrest this piece of shit. And then Gary Busey's like, what if instead I punch you in the face and we go after the guys and then that goes bad because Gary Busey like he does get killed and I kept waiting for him like no they, I don't think they kill Gary Busey I'm pretty sure he's like oh wait I'm fine nope no they killed Gary Busey and that was upsetting that was upsetting I liked that character he's like the kind of the comedy relief I don't know I like that scene where he just really wanted a sandwich and then they almost miss the ex-presidents because he really wanted not one but two meatball subs two good meatball subs those did you see those meatball subs those yep. looked amazing yeah they really i was did. even distracted by the plot of the movie at that point <laughs> yeah i as soon as he took a bite i, I immediately got it yep yeah i understand <laughs> between and i don't have there's not a lot of places right here with good meatball subs too because there's also that episode of friends where joey gets that meatball sub the one he Ross thinks he's taking a bullet for him, but he's taking the bullet for the sandwich. And every time I see that episode, I'm like, oh, we got to get meatball subs. And then we do. And we're like, whatever. It's kind of soggy and the... it's falling out of the bread. So if anyone, one, wants to write in and tell us about their butt tattoo, or two, tell us where to get a good meatball sub. You got to do it in Philly. I've had the best meatball sub in Philly. I think it's, it's just called hard. a hoagie there. That is it? I thought a hoagie was like different meat, like cold cuts and stuff. Oh, I don't know. But you can get a meatball sub at a Wawa and that's delicious. Okay. All right. If any of our Philadelphia listeners can clarify, <laughs> is a hoagie like a meatball sub or if it's different? Wawa. I it was just any sub. I Maybe. Hoagie and sub were just interchangeable depending on geographic location. Huh. Send us an email, I guess. Let <laughs> us know. Uh, and then, yeah, so Gary Busey's dead. And then he they, they have the big confrontation in the plane. And then Bodhi jumps out of the plane with his other guy, the, like the only other living guy who's he's dead. And then Bodhi gets away at the end because they get in a fight. And then, oh, no, my leg injury's up. So he flees. He's like, I'm done. And then it's, what, a year later? 
Yeah, while. he's waiting for that storm to come in, yeah. which is a year from then. So Johnny Utah shows up. He's like, I fucking knew you'd be here. He's, which is weird because he's like, I've been searching for you everywhere. And then I remembered that you just told me this is where you would be <laughs> at this exact time. So I just, I came here. It's like, yeah, that checks. And they have a fight in the rain. And then Bodhi's death is just him like, I'm going to go surf this giant wave that I've been waiting for, knowing this is going to, like, this is it. But I want to I think do that this. was the best acting in the movie, where he's trying to convince, because Keanu Reeves cuffs him. They, cu- they cuff each other together. And then Swayze is just like, you can't put me in a cage, bro. Yeah. You got to let me go. <laughs> But he actually delivered those lines where it wasn't comical. It was just, I have sympathy for you. Yeah. Let him go. We should know that we let did, him go. Yeah, that we did poke fun at the fact it's a nearly 40-year-old Swayze going, hey, bro. But he is good in this movie. And I stopped noticing that real quick. And then, yeah, he, he goes out and he dies. And then a bunch of French cops show up and he's like, what are you doing? You let them go. They're in Australia. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they are in Australia. I don't think that France is really known for its surfing. That's not true. You don't know that. I was there. <laughs> I didn't see any beaches, but that doesn't mean there weren't any. <laughs> Fine, a bunch of Australian cops show up and they're like, Oi, what's this all then? Oh, Which I was might. weird to me, because they were the first, that was the, the first Australian accent in the movie. You would think there'd be more. Would we? Well, they were in LA, I think, for most of the movie, but Bodie, like, that was the whole thing, right? Is that they're, like, stealing this money, like, to fund following the waves, yeah. like, all over the world. So, yeah, he, like, oh, traveled okay. to Australia to get this. I think it was, like, a 50-year storm or something. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought they were, yeah, that, made, that tracks that. I thought they were in Australia and then talking about the storm that was coming to Australia. Ah, uh, Okay. I missed a lot. Again, I was <laughs> yeah. doing other things. <laughs> As we established at the beginning, this movie got 40 to 50% of your attention. I learned how to properly wash my strawberries through a YouTube video while I was watching this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you tell everybody in case we're all doing it wrong? Yeah, we are doing it wrong. You have to <laughs> let them sit in salt water so that if there's any larvae in them, they come out. I, what if you have no time for that and you just want to eat a delicious strawberry right now? You eat the larvae and it's protein. Okay, that sounds fine. Yeah. They said like, any bugs that are in strawberries will not affect your health. Okay, then I'm as long as I don't sure? know about as long as I can't see it, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Spoken like a true Bodhi right there. Yep. Saul, you know, man, I'm not gonna let the man tell me how I eat my strawberries, bro. <laughs> I just pick them right off the tree and just, just eat them right there. It's just straight from nature, bro. That actually conjured up a very beautiful image of Swayze <laughs> in my head right now. <laughs> Slow motion eating a strawberry. Shirtless. <laughs> Obviously. Maybe goes without saying. <laughs> oh no, the juice dribbled down my chest. Uh, so he's dead and Johnny Utah who has held on to his FBI badge this whole time, presumably for the sole purpose of being able to chuck it out into the ocean. And then that's how the movie ends, which again, I kind of give credit for Cause obviously after punching your superior in the face and going rogue and getting your partner killed, they're not just going to go, you know what? It's all good. You can still be on the, in the FBI. To be fair, he doesn't punch his superior. That's 
Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yes. Gary Busey punches the superior. But, but he I does mean, get a lot of people killed. Yes. And Keanu Reeves was about to be arrested. So he has fled and presumably is on the run. Well, that was assume. where I was kind of a little confused. Because, yeah, he gets arrested before they go to the airstrip. But then it's like a year later and he's clearly like traveling the world and has not put, I guess, maybe no fly lists weren't quite so stringent in 1991. But like he's still got his bad, like, and he was working with the cops and he had handcuffs, like, was did, did somewhere in that year did he get like exonerated what happened maybe i think it's it was fairly easy i wasn't sure what happened but i think it's fairly easy to run away from the cops at that point because they have that line in the helicopter where they're like yeah there's new thing called radar man and we can pop up on it and i, I didn't understand <laughs> that <laughs> The only note I have that we didn't cover is that beach sex seems terrible. Because <laughs> at one point, Johnny and T- Tyler do it on the beach. I, I, had a, I had a note about the like kind of the lead up to that scene, wondering whether the surfboard kiss was like the Spider-Man upside down kiss of the 90s. Because mm. it seemed challenging to pull off. They did not seem to line up very well. It seemed like a challenge. It seemed Wouldn't like a the- lot of work. What year? Well, she I guess gets no, up on his board, I think, so then they can bob together. Spider-Man <laughs> was like 2002, right? Something like that. Okay, never mind. I was about right. to say, I, for a second I had it in my head that it was also the 90s, but you know what? Probably. Did the MTV Movie Awards exist at this time? Because it probably would have won Best Kiss if that was a thing. I don't know that they had the MTV Movie Awards at that point. I'll do some Googling after. Their relationship is horrendous, though. Like, they only meet up because Johnny Utah uncovers the most traumatic info about this woman's past and then lies to her and says the same thing happened to him. Yeah. And then when she she finds his FBI badge in his pants after they've done it, and then he wakes up to her pointing a gun at him. And he's a get well, he is Keanu Reeves slash Johnny Utah. So he is very just like, oh, well, now hold on. He wakes up because she shoots the pillow beside him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's just like, whoa, baby, put that gun away. (laughs) Is what you told me a lie? Is like, okay, yeah, but look at me. And they do not get back together. Like, he still wants to save her because he doesn't want her to die, obviously. But they don't really have their moment of like, I still love you, Johnny Utah. Well, she like starts saying it and like, cause he, I think like in that scene before she shoots the pillow, she, he's like trying to like work up the courage to tell her that he's an FBI agent. And she thinks that he's about to tell her that he loves her. And he, she just does like the whole, like the finger on the lips, like, shh, there'll be time later. And then he does the same thing at the end <laughs> to her when she starts saying, she's like, I love, and Keanu puts his fingers, she's like, later. Like it's all, it's all there. <laughs> It's all very I, breathy. I miss that. I thought when she's like, oh, men are so bad at this. I was like, oh, does she know that he's going to break up with her? Like, what's going on? I would have so many more questions if this was me in that situation. I mean, I probably wouldn't be thinking that he's about to tell me that he's an FBI agent and everything he's told me is a <laughs> lie, to be fair. But I mean, jumping to the L bomb, like they've been together like four days at this point. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm also sad to report that the MTV Awards missed this movie by one year. The first uh, Best Kiss Award was handed out in 1992 to Anna Klumski and Macaulay Culkin for My Girl. 
So we'll never know if the previous year would have gone to point break. Hmm. That's so disappointing. Other winners include Natasha Henstridge and I think the guy whose tongue gets smashed out of the back of his head in the movie Species. <laughs> Odd choice. <laughs> Although it beat out such contestants as Winona Ryder and Dermot Mulroney for How to Make an American Quilt. And our boy Keanu in A Walk in the Clouds. A movie I haven't thought about in a very long time. Like slim pickings in the 90s. Yeah. The awards go for a while. There's still, like, there was a Best Kiss winner as recently as 2019, where mm-hmm. it went to two people I haven't heard of for To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Mm-hmm. Who were they? Uh, Noah Centineo and Lana Condor. Mm, I don't know. They beat Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams from Venom, which. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Technically, they did kiss in that movie, but it certainly wasn't like he doesn't kiss her as Venom. Wait, does he? Ooh, I might be wrong about that. Tom Hardy kissing anybody is gorgeous. He has the most beautiful lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Mad Max, so obviously I get it, but these are some weird. Anyway, I could go deep down the rabbit hole of. 20 plus years of best kiss winners i won't maybe that'll be its own episode <laughs> i'm mostly just confused about the picks from the 90s because like you know when you look at the more recent choices and we think of the mtv movie awards it's like kind of geared towards like it's almost like teen choice award type thing yeah i, I don't mean, think many teens were watching how to make an american quilt it, they start to make a lot more sense around 2000 when michelle geller and selma blair get it for cruel intentions because yeah, then from then track. it's Save the Last Dance, American Pie 2, Spider-Man, The Notebook, obviously. Yeah, in the 90s it went to things like Untamed Heart and Indecent <laughs> Proposal, which beat Free Willy. The nominees, <laughs> and Free Willy. The nominees were The Kid and the Fucking Whale. <laughs> not rewarded just to see what that acceptance speech is the whale just like (laughs) (laughs) really shut up man this is my moment we need to start a petition to correct that oh my god we do they would have got the cut to like feed of a whale swimming in a captioned or like a what's the word i want Somewhere where he's not free, which would be ironic. Aquarium. <laughs> I would just imagine it in the ocean, and then Patrick Swayze just swims by him. <laughs> I should have won. Just the kid holding the award up as like Willie jumps. Oh, <laughs> uh, MTV, you done messed up. Indecent proposal. Oh. No one remembers that movie now. That's not true. Oh, my cheeks hurt so much from (laughs) laughing at that. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) I have to go. The first thing I'm doing after this is going on YouTube and typing best kiss nominees 1994 to see if I can see the clip where they're running through it and be like, for Free Willy, (laughs) the kid and the actual whale. Do they kiss in that movie? I, I, I haven't seen it in do. a while. All I remember is, you know, the famous like the kid like this as yeah. Willie jumps over his head. 
But does he like give him a little on the top of the head as he does it? I don't remember. It's going to be weird if it's more intense than that. I assume at one point he must just pop out of the water and like, ah, they touch faces or something. I don't know. I have no clue. I was always more of a Flipper fan. That's not Flipper that. Oh, I guess Elijah traumatic. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. That tracks. That was an intense movie. I love it. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Wait, I just typed it in and it's, sh- oh no, they present it. Oh my God, the clip is here. all right i'm gonna watch it muted so if in case you had any doubt this was taking place in the 90s the award is being presented by laura flynn boyle and Polly shore (laughs) Uh, Polly shore looks like he's being very silly oh they're pretending to kiss oh they actually did that's too bad for laura flynn boyle all right so there's indecent proposal there's okay reality bites winona Ryder and ethan hawk there it is. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, he he just kisses. Uh, okay. The, none of this is kissing. That's him riding the whale. All right. That was very confusing. <laughs> the whale didn't seem into it. It didn't seem reciprocated. So maybe that's why they lost. And especially if he's only riding it, he doesn't kiss it. Well, that's it, a showed, different category it, it looked altogether. like there was a kiss in there, but most of the footage was just different parts of the movie. So... <laughs> Weird to say, I can't imagine there wasn't a fifth movie that year where somebody kissed. Reality Bites was just kind of gross because it looked like they were just trying to swallow each other's heads. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, I remember it being fine. Holy crap. Do we do a month that's just devoted to the nominees from the 1994 Best Kiss MTV Movie Award? Yes. <laughs> like... A month like it would it would actually work in Decent Proposal, True Romance, Wayne's World, Free Willy, and Reality Bites. And I have seen none of those except Wayne's World. I've That's... seen Wayne's World. Well, how oh, Free, Free Willy? I think I've only seen the ending, but I mostly just remember the Simpsons where they, they mock it and the whale falls on the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, what a mess. <laughs> all right, well, you heard it here. All future episodes are dictated <laughs> by whatever movies are nominated for Best Kiss in the relevant year. So if we're going by 20 year anniversaries, I guess this year or this month we have to do, that's too bad. We have to do bounce with Ben Affleck. Anyway, we've gone down the best kiss path for a while. (laughs) It's actually time to start wrapping this up as I look at the time. Uh, I guess final thoughts, if there's no other individual things we want to call out. I think my only other note was I had a note that said, who throws a dog? Yeah. The chase scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Point break does. That's weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll kick off final thoughts. I still enjoy this movie a lot. I don't remember the first time I saw it. Uh, this is probably my third viewing of it. And I am still very entertained by it. I like the two leads. I think that it's got a weirdly good story. Like it's simple, but it's, The writing is stronger than you'd think. The action scenes are very well done. And for a two-hour movie, I find it's pretty well paced. Kim, as I feel like you're going to be the negative one of the three of us. Yeah, I think I'd I'd be happier if I hadn't seen it. Um, (laughs) Jesus. That's hard. (laughs) (laughs) It was long. Um, It was very 90s. The women were just totally sexualized and it was very bro-y. Um, 
Yeah, it was fun. It had a good ending. Like the, it was beautiful, like aesthetically, like the shots were quite nice, but it was a very simple plot that took two hours to get through. And that was too much for me. And because I wanted to watch more YouTube videos about how to wash my fruit. Yeah, I feel like revealing what you were doing instead maybe doesn't <laughs> make your judgment that great, but... Stay tuned for the next episode where Kim tells us how to wash grapes. How do you wash grapes? <laughs> I don't know. I have to keep watching these YouTube videos. <laughs> she hasn't gotten that far in the lesson plan yet, so stay tuned. <laughs> but it, it was interesting, too, because I've only seen two Patrick Swayze movies in my life, and that's Ghost and Dirty Dancing. So it's interesting to see him outside of those movies. And he did a really good job. He was fantastic in it. But it's not a movie for me. Sam, is it a movie for you? Yeah, I have to say, I, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. For one thing, going in, I thought that Point Break was Roadhouse, so I didn't know what I was going into. So that, that may have made it a bit did of a Did you difference. spend the first three minutes going, when are they going to get to the bar? What the <laughs> hell is this? At one point in Point Break, they do make a reference to Patrick's Roadhouse. I don't know if you caught they that. They did, yeah, yeah. I got very excited. I thought it was great. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. I, it. It's a little long. Like, I, I paused it at one point after, like, the first raid and was surprised to see that there were still 55 minutes left. <laughs> but, um, no, I thought, it, I thought it was well done. I thought, you know, Keanu is very Keanu. Patrick Swayze is very Patrick Swayze. Like, it... They're kind of in their element. The action scenes are fun. Um, I think that they keep the tension like pretty good, but there's also like some good comedic relief, you know, from Gary Busey and like there's some excellent one-liners. I enjoyed my time with it. I wasn't mad to have spent two hours watching it. So yeah, and uh, I think I had also only seen like Ghost and Dirty Dancing, and I mean, if we want to count Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, which we don't. This was his filmography here. <laughs> did we discuss on air or did we only talk about it offline that we thought it would be funny if when you get, we're not going to do it. So I feel okay saying it that when we get to the dirty dancing episode, we t twist it and we did this. Anyone tuning in? We're like, ah, we did the second one. <laughs> I'm so mad. We're not doing that, but I that's fine. don't want to put myself through that movie again. I saw it. I saw it before I saw the first one. So maybe I was just like, I can't keep up with this story at all. But... Oh, they have nothing in common. Like they, there is like not a single link except that Patrick Swayze dances in both of them. Yeah. And not as the same character, to be clear. Is it really not the same character? No, no. He's like, cause I think the first Dirty Dancing takes place in like the f like sixties or seventies. And oh, I think so the second been... one is like the fifties or sixties. Like, it's not the same timeline or anything. Huh. It's just, he just happens to kind of be there. Weird. Yeah, now I kind of do want to go back and watch that. Hmm. Anyway, Kim, I'll let you choose for the next episode we do, because I feel like <laughs> I've just been putting you through the ringer lately. So you it just had, this one. one had such a 90s vibe that I, I think I'm beyond the 90s vibe. I think like, because we, we talked about what was the movie we did with um, Stallone? What was that one? Demolition Man. Right, and that was good. And this just seemed like a another demolition man with no. It was same plot, same stuff happened. Less people died. Can't agree with anything you're saying. <laughs> both main characters. One's main a characters surfing heist movie. The other's a sci-fi <laughs> dystopian. No, I. For me, it's more like if you're like the 
that context changes it, but it's still just a 90s bro film where things explode and women are given like the worst secondary roles possible. <laughs> I don't know. Sandra, we did that movie because of September Lock. I thought we both yeah. said she was quite good in that movie. Uh, she's good. And I, I think I said like it gave her more opportunity to see what she could do, but she's still, I think, very limited. Not as limited, I guess, as the people in this film. It is fitting, though, because we talked in the Roadhouse episode about how 80s that movie is and how it closed out the 80s. So it's kind of interesting that then Swayze turned around and opened up the 90s with his next action <laughs> movie and just like, oh, my God, this is so 90s. It's Yeah, that's how I would explain it. It's so 90s. <laughs> it is. I liked it, though. <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> Uh, what is again? I watched it really late at night, and I'm an old person now, and that may have hindered my reaction to it because all I, I wanted to do was sleep. Yeah, I, I had a moment last night, like where I saw how long it was. I thought yesterday was Wednesday, so I thought I still had a day before <laughs> we were recording. So I had a moment of panic at about 7 30, and I saw it was two hours and three minutes or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, where's my <laughs> evening gone? That's on you. Yeah, that was poor planning on my part. You, It's not like I sprung it on you last night to say, guess what? <laughs> no, I had like a week to prepare. I just so. didn't. Uh, what's something that, Kim, you're currently enjoying? Uh, happiest Season and Big Mouth. Oh my God, Big Mouth. Big we Mouth got, is so good. We got to get back to Big Mouth. Yeah. Happiest Season is good. I can't stop rewatching it. I love it so much. It's been making the rounds on this show as a recommendation lately. So it's good okay. to see. I think I may have recommended it last time. Potentially. I don't remember now. I know it's come up a few times. Yeah. It's that good. Sam, something you're currently enjoying. Okay. Well, I'm, I have nothing recent, but I'm, I've gone back to my X-Files rewatch and I'm enjoying that. How far along are you? Uh, I think this time I've made it into season three. I, I got up to like the end of season two at the end of the year. And then I kind of got away from it from it for a bit. So getting back into it. So you're into the, this is like the, the, the good, good stuff, I think. Cause like, I think seasons three, four and five are like, if I remember right, peak X-Files. Yeah. It's where stuff kind of starts coming together. So some good stuff ahead. Nice. Um, what am I going to call out? Because mostly I've just been watching Patrick Swayze movies and I can't spoil <laughs> what's going to come in future episodes, but we're doing a really good job keeping ahead of the game. Uh, I will call out a show and a movie real quick. The movie is Intruder. It is a 1989 slasher movie that takes place entirely in a grocery store. Ooh. And I bought it based purely on learning that there's a slasher movie that takes place in the grocery store. And it's like a lot of the same guys who did Evil Dead. So a lot of them are in it or behind the scenes and it's super good. It is really gory, like in a way that for a movie in 89 to make me go, how did they even do that is pretty impressive. Uh, so I think, I think it's on shutter. At least it is in the States. I don't know about here. Um, I should have checked that, but if you can and you want to, and you should fire up <laughs> shutter and check out Intruder. Uh, and then the lighter thing we've been watching is the, uh, the History of Swear Words on Netflix, which it's been a stressful week. So that's been kind of a good cathartic. There's six episodes. They're barely 20 minutes long each. I think we have one more left. I think the damn episode. And it's hosted by Nicolas Cage, who is living his best Nicolas Cage <laughs> 
like he voices the animated segments and he's just clearly having the best time and yeah it's good it's you know every episode is like you know fuck shit bitch and it talks about the origin of the word and why like what happened to kind of make it a taboo thing i'm not gonna sit here and say you're gonna learn a ton but there's more of that than you would expect mixed with you know obviously comedians telling jokes but it's good it's been a very cathartic like oh my god let's just sit down and watch a bunch of people curse and make jokes for 20 that minutes wonderful. and relax and then soon it'll be over and we'll be back to just like now i have nothing <laughs> dirty dancing is not helping me relieve the stress of the day clearly you need dirty dancing to havana nights these people have <laughs> real problems there's a meditation show on Netflix right now. I watched the first episode. It can help you relax, I think. All right, send me the link to that and the, the strawberries video. <laughs> so I can learn more about that and go like, oh no, my poor children. The worst part was is that I don't have the direct link because I was just strolling and it was a recommended video, which obviously was a great recommendation <laughs> from the algorithm. <laughs> I also saw that video. <clears throat> it's upsetting because you see the little larvae like actually crawling out of the strawberries and dying. So oh. that, so yeah, oh. I'm going to be washing my strawberries that way now because the idea that those are in there is upsetting. I just won't watch it and then I'll never know. That's for the best. <laughs> uh, that's point break. Uh, thank you to Kim. Thank you to Sam also for joining me here for what was, that was a good ass episode. So I hope everybody <laughs> enjoyed that ride. Uh, and next week is, I think next week is planned to be ghosts. So we're going to take a little break from action Swayze and get a little romantic Swayze. So get ready to, to make pottery and be sad. And in the meantime, you can follow on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram still working on that whole thing where I said, I'd start posting more comment content, <laughs> but I got some stuff lined up. I got this ridiculous. I'll show it to you guys live. I got this ridiculous six pack full of Blu-rays. <laughs> all of which are movies that were shot for a thousand dollars. Oh. With names like Chick Boxer and Zombie Cop. I bought you, like, Zombie Cop. Who's in that? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> He made it for a thousand dollars. Is it is it the movie that was filmed in Ottawa, or is that something else? No, where all like the punk scene got together and made like a zombie movie. Are you thinking of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? No, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, I was aware of that one as well. Gotta post a picture of that. They only made three hundred of them, and I got one. So, stay tuned for content like that. Um, I've started putting more stuff on the website. I'll continue with that. Like this podcast.com. Obviously we have our Patreon at patreon.com slash like this podcast. Thank you to Tef Sam for the theme song. And I don't know, Sam, you said you had a lot of one-liners you liked in this movie. Take us out with a classic point break one-liner. Oh God, this is so much pressure. I, I didn't have me. one prepared. I do this every time. <laughs> I didn't have one prepared. All I've got is young, dumb, and full of cum, which is not a great one. <laughs> nope. Well, that's how we're ending. And don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote for what? <laughs> that was it. That was a line. That's all I got. <laughs> oh. 
uh, and wash your strawberries. Because <laughs> otherwise the larvae gets in your brain and you become a zombie. And that's the lamest zombie apocalypse. So please avoid that. Wash your fruit and um, wash your butt. That's something we talked about on the Boxing Day episode. Wash your butt, wash your strawberries, keep clean, stay safe, vote, and young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>